0: Environment is a must. Create union between body and breath. Relieve stress, anxiety, balance the mind, the body, and the spirit. Embark on your journey to inner unity today. Change how you show up in the world. Follow Missy on social media. Scan. Your discovery call today. Nicole here from 360 Wisdom Speaks. Here we are today with Jason. And I'm going to read a little bit about Jason and introduce him through his bio so we can get to know a little bit more about him. Jason Cronin earned a master's degree in exercise science and studied martial arts for 20 plus years, obtaining a black belt in Taekwondo. He is the owner of Body Express Wellness Solutions. He has 20 plus years experience as an exercise physiologist, gym owner, holistic personal trainer, and motivational speaker. Jason's programs and motivational messages have empowered thousands of his clients to find happiness and be more productive. Highly stressed entrepreneurs, executives, and other professionals hire Jason as a coach to help them become confident with weight training, lose 10% or more of their body weight within six months, avoid burnout, and neutralize anxiety. His proven techniques will enable you to develop a work-life balance and allow you to sleep well at night. Are you ready to be inspired? Uh, That's a great question, Jason, and welcome to 360 Wisdom Speaks.
1: Thank you very much, Nicole, I'm happy to be here.
0: You know, and I have to say, the first thing that comes to mind is you have to be a motivational guy to get people to work out. For whatever reason, right? Whatever reason, people don't wanna work out. So tell our audience a little bit about what Body Express Wellness Solutions is uh, you know, who, who your clients are and how you help them out.
1: Absolutely. Thank you very much. Yeah, but Body Express Wellness Solutions, we try to do our best to actually bring the wellness to the person. Because what I do is I offer online services and also in-person services like personal training, nutrition coaching, and also work with mindsets, really important. A lot of my clients are stressed and have anxiety And I work with the clients like corporate clients, uh, professionals, people that have high stress jobs that really need an outlet and don't know what to do. majority of my clients have to take some type of break from their job in order to rebalance themselves and to take a week or two off just to regroup. A lot of corporate individuals don't realize that burnout is very serious and detrimental and by working out, by keeping your body in, in check and also eating properly, what I help all my clients do, allows them to not be burnt out and also helps them have a better life and a better life for their family and also more productive so they don't end up having an issue or develop a disease or an injury that may take them out of work where they can't work for their family. So overall, I offer services that will allow them to help their mindset, their body physically, mentally, emotionally, and also spiritually because we like to focus on the meditative side as well.
0: Oh, huge! You you just said so much, and it hits my soul in so many directions. And I always use myself as the guinea pig because it's easier for me to talk about uh, what I do or what I've overcome to kind of relate to get people to relate to maybe a story. Uh, so you know, for me, uh, I used to work in, in a corporate environment for casino security, and it's very corporate behind the scenes, uh, very much so and to get people to understand that hey you got to work out you have got to relieve that stress you know we would have fun there there's there's some things you're a martial artist maybe you understand having a little bit of a fun toss around or something you know uh, doing a few tactical maneuvers kind of helps relieve that stress and when you get paid to do it, it's even better. I'm like, oh, I got to go to work and start fights. I didn't really start them, but I sure finished them because I want to go home at the end of the day. And people kind of lose their mind. They go to Vegas, they have a little bit of fun, and you got to bring them back. You know, and sometimes it takes a little bit more than a kind of a slap on the wrist, right? To handle that job, you have to be in the right mental state, mental state because you have to be able to stop. You have to be able to analyze. And when that testosterone kicks in and you get into the moment, you got to be able to bring yourself back. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even doing paperwork, because the majority of the job is reports, paperwork, reporting items, reporting to your boss, handing these people over, uh, you know, sometimes to the police or EMS. You have to have all that paperwork together. It's a huge stressful environment. Sometimes you know when when you start to come back to your brain power, and you're coming down from all that, you have to be able to produce, you know, have a a conversation with people, be able to talk to people, be able to use a little verbal judo to bring them back. And sometimes you have to bring back your coworkers from the incident, and and there's uh, large incidents because you can imagine there's thousands of people there at a time. So even taking that and with crowd control or, you know, being able to uh, talk to news sources or whatnot to explain to people what happened and and how we kind of decompressed the situation and brought it back. That's a large situation to think of. And you have to be able to mentally think on your feet. And even having a corporate desk job, being able to think on your feet and telling people all the time, you need to work out it's so important and i bet you have that conversation all the time telling clients when i do shadow work clients psychic clients spiritual clients talking to my friends on a spiritual side and you said meditation you need to get out of your head they have these fears of just making a simple decision and because they've never done hard stuff and when we were talking before uh we turned on the record button it was uh, you know a friend of mine always said lift harder if you're having a bad day lift more weight lift it harder run farther uh, do something physically hard because that makes your regular life the monotony simple what do you tell your clients when you know you you talk about corporate execs i mean that's a lot of brain power and anxiety how do you get them to come down from that
1: what i do is i personally have a morning routine an evening routine and I teach my clients uh, how to do a morning routine to get their mind in check. I've dealt with anxiety my whole life and I've dealt with a lot of extreme panic attacks and I've actually come up with a lot of different tools to really help them and I share it with my clients what the morning routine is. The first thing I always do to give you a little bit about it is tell the person to tell themselves that they're a great person and they appreciate who they are and they love themselves and then second is do gratitude and then go right into meditation. I've actually spent some time with uh, Buddhist monks, and I actually learned some meditations that I've used. But you can use all different types of meditation, even prayer is a form of meditation. And then I go into my routine of exercise, and I teach them all about how to do those exercises and their mindset training. And at the evening, I always do a list. A trick is, a list is, I call it a mind eraser list. It's like the movie Men in Black, where they flash a light in your face, Write a list of all the things you need to do so that basically when you're, in, when you're sleeping at night, you don't think about them. And if you do think about them, they're on the list so you don't forget those objects or things you have to work on next day or thoughts or anything happening. And I use that at night. And always allow yourself to close down at night. Try to put away electronics an hour before bedtime. Read a book. drink something warm. Uh, to calm your mind and then also allow yourself to forget about everything that's happening in your life and tell yourself it's okay to sleep so important to close down at night and during the daytime too you have to step away from your desk get up move around go for a walk with your maybe your coworkers or at your house maybe get outside uh, maybe do some calls where you're not physically in your office but you're actually walking around with a headset so that you're able to move a little bit more but it's so important to not get engulfed in work because if you don't let, if you let work take over you, you are going to burn out and you're going to get ill. And that's where it's hard to backtrack. You need to prevent it before it actually happens. And I'm always stressing to my clients, exercise shouldn't be a omen or something so bad that they don't want to do. It should be something that you enjoy doing, but it doesn't have to be just necessary exercise. It could be dancing. It could be kickboxing. It could be Uh, swimming, biking, running, find something you enjoy. Play with your pups outside. I take the ball outside and I play with my dogs all the time. Um, I'll go to the park with them. Or if you have kids, go play with them. It's a form of exercise. And find something you enjoy doing. Dance around the house with a broom with some music on. Whatever you want to do. Make cleaning an exercise routine. Anything that makes a person want to move and get their body not engulfed in their work is so important. And i try to encourage people that have fun with it it's part of your lifestyle it's not just a task you have to do it's an opportunity for you to keep fit and well and healthy so that you can have as much longevity as possible it is very important i feel
0: absolutely it's important and thank you for pointing that out that you know exercise can be fun and i go to the gym i can work at a home but i love going to the gym because i get out of my head i'm somewhere else i'm there in that space to specifically work out sometimes it may be a little bit of socialization but just to work out and it sometimes it's a podcast sometimes but you know in the weight room it's music so i'm absolutely not thinking i'm not having that thought process of conversation i think it it takes too much away from me and 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 you know it it um it distracts me and I used to see that a lot at the gym is people would come in and they want to take pictures of them. And if that's your work and you're a fitness coach, I'm happy for you because those are your clients that you need to take a snapshot every now and again. But if your entire time you're at the gym is on the phone taking pictures of yourself, nobody has that time to look
1: at those. They can you start using your biceps. And then, yeah. oh, I love it. <laughs> Start flexing. I, th- I know people that do that, believe me, I was one of them back in college, everyone sort about this for fun, but, but here bodybuilders, all of the guys don't want to see good, or b- but the girls, that females that bodybuild, they all want that symmetry and perfection, and it's a little different world, but I'm not like that, but I know some people do want that perfect look. <laughs>
0: And that's, that's okay because that's, if if that's your focus and that's your life, it's one thing, but you know, if, if it's for, you know, just a phone or a friend or something, take the snapshot and let other people work out because it gets dangerous. And and I like watching, I used to watch those gym crazy uh, videos of what people did in the gym and it's like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. I love that, you know, when you go into the gym and you're helping people out, is there do you make sure, because you were a gym owner, right?
1: Do you yeah, make I sure actually,
0: that, that, go ahead.
1: I do mobile, so I bring the equipment to them or use their equipment or I go to their gym. Like I go to their corporate gym, I'll go to their home, uh, I'll even go to the park with them and utilize whatever I have. I used to be a gym owner for 10 years in Pennsylvania when I moved to Tennessee, now I'm mobile. And uh, what mobile is awesome because I can meet them anywhere, go to anything they have, and I can have a handful of equipment and get the best workout because you need your body resistance and then i add the bands and the balls and go to the park and use the benches it's really awesome because you don't need a lot to get a great workout you get so much go to a kid's playground use the monkey bars you can get an awesome workout pull-ups push-ups sit-ups whatever you need uh in that one space is really awesome so the gyms are great going to the gym is awesome but utilizing the environment and also your own gym at home or whatever equipment you have i Work with all that. I even go to big gyms too. If I needed to be uh, train a client at a bigger gym, I can do that as well.
0: Oh, that's awesome that you can go to people and, and, and take the equipment to them if they need it. But you can help them get into that mindset and that environment right there. You have more clients now because more people work out at home. Is there a lot more opportunity for you to kind of travel?
1: Yeah, there is. A, um, it's great because a lot of clients only have some equipment, and I bring, I have a really cool, like the vibration plate I bring with me. I used to have two mobile buses. I used to drive around with a big 25 foot bus with a mobile gym in it. I had two of them. And the only reason I sold them was because the engines started like breaking down a lot. And, um, I have an RV now, but I use that utilize that more for traveling and doing my podcast and just maybe going to a client if they're further away. I bring more equipment with me and, uh, but overall, uh, Going to the client, I love doing. And online is another option. If someone sees this and says, hey, I don't live near him, I can do it online. I can do everything online at your home, office, whatever. You could be on your cell phone and I could still work with you. And that's a great option, too. So I'm very mobile when it comes to online access to that. And I can offer all the services the same way online. And it feels the same, just that you're just not physically with the person.
0: I, I like that. So do you have... Kind of pre-built programs that you you send people and they can kind of work out at their own pace or do their own thing at the time that they have or or do you are you do one-on-one clients
1: i do one-on-one and group live but i am working on some pre-recorded kickboxing and some training programs that are on the website for members only Uh, but i do mostly everything live with small groups i even do small group fitness i work with kids too in kickboxing and adults and I'll do the, the training with them as well online. It's mostly live. So that's small groups, like two or three people, maybe in a, um, a corporation that takes a break at lunchtime. I could work with them uh, for like 20 minutes to a half hour during their lunchtime and give them a great workout. I could even coach them to nutrition, send all the nutrition information to them. And then they can follow up with me on a weekly basis and do some coaching and nutrition and training. Or it could just be training or just nutrition. And I include, the, and I work with mindset too, for people that are really having anxiety or stress and don't know what to do with their life and teach them how to use their equipment. A lot of people don't even know how to use their equipment. Uh, I have a full gym at my house. And, um, but I know a lot of people have a treadmill, bike, elliptical, Bowflex, whatever they got. And they don't even know how to use it. So I'll go into their home and teach them how to use their equipment or online and say, this is how to use it. Give them a program for that. And then they can follow up and make sure that they get their routine going. And it's all about utilizing what you have, and that's the best part of it. Or even when they go to the gym, a lot of people hire me. They may not have a, they may not want necessarily want uh, to come to my area, but if they go to their gym, I'll write them a program, and I can actually help them utilize the equipment at their gym or train them at their gym if they're allowed to do that.
0: Oh, that's awesome because it gives it gives them more variety to kind of choose from so you get people out and and you and you change that and people see that do you do you notice that when your client starts working out that does that help the focus and that self-leadership for the rest of their family and changing their environment you know to lead within and people see that now that they want to mirror that oh dad's on the treadmill he's using it for more than a coat hanger nowadays yeah. <laughs> what's going on dad's got a little more energy to chase the kiddies around right and you know now the kids can't get away they it, once they're past arms reach now dad can get up and, and go walk around and be part of that environment do you see a, a lot of familiar change
1: oh yeah i do i see a lot of times the wife will train personal train with me and the husband will follow along and then the husband gets so addicted he, he encourages his wife to continue which is awesome because I work with a couple that are actually corporate uh, clients of mine they actually one's an, uh, a VP of sales and, and marketing from her company for for promotion and the husband is also an engineer and a marketing person for a large company and they both work out with me virtually and they used to work out with me in person but they got so comfortable virtual they stay virtual now they don't have to worry about getting dressed up or anything, just put shorts and t t-shirt on, don't have to look fancy. I'm, on, I'm, I'm at my house training them on the line. And um, it's awesome because first the wife joined then the husband joined. And now their son is also a physician assistant. He's in another state and I work with him too sometimes whenever he's available. And it's a really nice feature because then I can bring the whole family in. And it allows the person to be healthy. You want your dad to be around longer. So encourage him to work out. You want your, your wife, if he has any illness. I have a client, actually. This really short story. The client came to me. He's a senior. He's in the 60s. And he said to me, I have diabetes, and I need to get a surgery, but the doctor won't let me because I'm too overweight. And, wh- and what I did is I wrote him a program. I met with him. I did training with him three times a week. After about a month, he literally lost 21 pounds. The doctor said, you're okay to do surgery, and now they're doing surgery on his foot this month. And he was a diabetic, so that's the reason why they were waiting, because diabetes and your foot surgery are very – the correlation is very dangerous. And now he lost the weight. His blood sugar is normal. He's able to get the surgery, and now he wants to continue personal training after his physical therapy, after he goes through the therapy because he's getting his whole foot redone because he broke a bone in his foot a while back. And I was able to give him a workout without actually hurting his foot even more. Sitting down, doing a lot of elliptical work, um, sit-down elliptical work, weight training, sitting down. Those type of things, And I love um, that. now he's doing awesome.
0: That's, that's amazing because it's, it's, it's changed him, right? So the, the you know, it, it's changed his demeanor. I'm sure it's changed his life. And when we work with people on the woo side, it's really about teaching people at a bio. I, I, I like to call it biohacking because you're really changing at a cellular level. And when you change at a cellular level, those cells that split, because they keep reproducing and they keep splitting, those cells will change and you'll have new, changed, healthier cells. And your mindset will change with it. So you're just really kind of biohacking. And, you know, not just meditation, but a bit of exercise, a bit of flow, and a bit of movement. And it makes such a difference. I know in these last few months, I had moved and I stopped working out um, because of. Uh, you know personal uh, reasons but it, it it had such it, it ate away at me and it, it waited on that that mental health aspect of what was going on and um it it, it it's just no sunshine no nothing now I'm, I'm out in the sunshine i'm i'm out taking the vitamin d and the zinc and, and all the good stuff that I, that i love and the difference in my mentality the difference in my focus I don't have everything just eating away at my head there's a lot of mental health in my family and the people that that did successful in my family were the people that even with mental health problems started to work out started to get the sunshine started to get out of their head it has such a change on your family and your environment you know when you're not when and I love I like that story of the couple that together they worked out because people at work will start to see the change in your demeanor You're, you're you're eating differently your focus is different your focus on clients or your focus and attention on coworkers is differently you're not the one screaming in the office throwing things at somebody all the time that people are you know walking away from nobody wants to go in that that one boss's office because he's you know he he's going to get set off by any little thing and you know that that person changes when that person changes the people around you will change your success your abundance changes your focus changes, and you just start to zero in on this one moment, and you start to open your eyes and really enjoy what's going on. And it, it makes such a difference. Um, my worry, and I, and I kind of um, would love your opinion on this, is that when we talk about meditation with clients, a lot of people are talking nowadays like, you know, exercises and movement is meditation. But they, they start to slip into if you're doing the dishes or you're folding the laundry, it's a meditation. And I think that that's very slippery slope to tell people that, especially uh, with mental health issues or high anxiety, that's really not a focusing moment for them. And I think that they really need to put the phone down sh- unless they're using it for music and really just get outside of their head and like you said, write it down, get away from it sit in a corner you you'll get the milk later you'll get the uh you'll you'll go get the kids at at a specific time but this five or ten minutes is your time whether you can totally shut it all off all the noise or you need to listen to spirit but that's the time to be there and i don't I, i think that it's a very slippery slope to tell people that you know these certain things you do are meditative because you're not in meditation, and I think the ritual for me, I believe in watching other clients. When they do a specific ritual, daily workout, health, nutrition, meditation, they, you can start moving into astral travel, higher meditation, higher purpose, um, but it, you need to have that ritualistic moment, um, You know whether you're laying down or sitting down in a specific corner where nobody's bothering you.
1: So no. they, what I use is like uh, they're considered like movement meditation but like Qigong I do a lot of Qigong movements after I, I close off my whole workout with Qigong in the morning and that's really important just doing three, four basic movements with the breath control visualizing the color coming in through your head I combine uh, visual meditation with colors with Qigong from the martial arts standpoint I like could always think of like water flowing down and through your body out through your feet a lot like letting energy come in good energy come in bad energy going out and I use a lot of my martial arts training to kind of visualize. I do deep meditations as well in the morning and evening. And um, yeah, the, the dishes thing and also the other types of things, it's, it's okay to get into a rhythm, but it's not really a true meditation. Most people say you need to be meditating for at least 30 minutes to really get deep. I do about 10, 15 in the morning, but enough to clear my brain. And I talk, I talk, I talk myself down. I have a whole routine that I teach in my morning routine. And uh, I am actually writing a book right now. Uh, about anxiety and and has all my steps of how I learned about anxiety, how to prevent anxiety, all the things that are symptoms of anxiety and how to get rid of anxiety naturally if you can without medication right away. And therapy is important as well. But it's called Enemy Within Knock Out Anxiety on the Path of Positivity and Happiness. And I'm working on that book because it's going to help a lot of individuals. I've dealt with it so long in my life that I didn't even know it was anxiety until I found out after having panic attacks, and I always had pain in my body. I said, why is my back always hurt? Why is my neck always sore? And then when the anxiety went away, it went away. I thought it was an injury. It was never an injury. I had massages. I had everything done, stretching. It was always anxiety manifesting in my body that caused me to be so tight and tense and hurting all over. And I got rid of it uh, through all my uh, tools that I developed myself or learned from other people. I feel good now. It still comes back to me. Believe me, there's some days when it does kick in, but I know the ways to not let it take over my life. That's so important. It's not letting your your anxiety, or depression, or stress take over your life. I know it's a challenge for a lot of people, and it's more serious than others. But you really need to get a handle of it, or you're not going to enjoy your life. One person did say to me, "What is?" Uh, total well-being. The reason I want to touch on this, total well-being, one person says, is enjoying your life so that you never want to leave that life or have a life that you feel like you wake up every day enjoying. It doesn't have to be about money. It's all about your well-being. Once your well-being is gone and your overall feeling of wellness is gone, you don't have much more unless you have all the money in the world, but you could be on your deathbed. Uh, I, I know a millionaire. I worked for a millionaire, and he had tons of money, and then he got sur- hip surgery, he didn't work out. I kept encouraging him to do physical therapy. I was gonna help him out with exercising and go to a physical therapist. He passed away, he died four years ago and I worked for him and he was so wealthy. It wasn't funny, a very nice guy. And every day this day, I always use the example. I'm like, he needed to work out. but he got a blood clot. He didn't do his therapy. He died at his house. And it's the thing, he was having a lot of issues after surgery and he didn't exercise. And that was a big extra issue where you could be a millionaire you have no well-being and no wellness and there goes your whole life so you need to have that well-being regardless of how you get it and who you who helps you uh it's very important i think
0: oh a- absolutely because you know a lot of people and I, I i did a lot of in-home care part-time i volunteered in with hospice and most of the people that i worked with were, were military and it's it's they get into that that point mentally where they're on so much medication from surgery or ptsd they just can't function to move and they get into a comfort zone same with alcoholics they really get into that and drug addicts they really get into a comfort zone where they think about it and when they see you and they know that you work out they want to talk about it (laughs) There's your dog. They want to right, talk sorry, about sorry. it. It's OK. <laughs> they want to talk about the uh, well-being and they want they want to get out there. And but they don't do it. There's just nothing to get them to move. And for whatever reason is they just get in that comfort zone where they just that next step isn't something they want to do. Um, but sometimes I found that getting certain people in into a certain point where it's something that they can enjoy maybe that that hey you can do this if you do this kind of like with a kid almost here's your reward from that right you know so you can say hey if you go outside and and you put up a bird feeder go get some sunshine you know maybe hey you'll have that cheeseburger for lunch or something like that right you know maybe it's a give and take and so sometimes when they do that that's okay um and you can get them to do a little something but for some reason it's just taking that horse to water but you can't force them to drink and you know that you can help them and so on heat for healers and and coaches it's so hard because you know there's just one thing that they have to do and if they just start walking for a block a night or something or do a little bit of meditation they they would feel so much better but they you just can't get them to do that
1: you have to it's a necessary Actually, when you get into meditation, it's actually one of the best times you spend by yourself. You may have so much going on. And once you just close your eyes and laying down, sitting down in a chair, regardless of what you're doing, just closing your eyes and trying to forget about nothing besides what you're thinking about and think about a color, like a a very simple meditation would be the color of gold or the color of blue. Uh, And think about the third eye in the middle of your head and just focus on that color. And if something comes into your mind, let that eye, uh, Thought come into your mind and then try to push it out and go back to thinking about the color. Just try to think about one thing for a period of time for like at least a minute or two. It is challenging. We got to keep training us up over and over and over. I did meditations with candles where I stared at candles, see right, see right through the flame. Martial arts, we did a lot of that. A lot of it, visualization. There's awesome apps that can talk you down and walk you through a visual meditation with nature. Just going outside and closing your eyes and listening to the birds and trying to think about nothing besides what you hear can get into that meditative state. Uh, It's really, really important, I feel. And most people don't do it. That's why the world is so crazy right now. Everyone's so angry. Everyone's so upset. And if they think about just what they need is their home, their shelter, their family, and their health. And nothing else, and some income. But everything else is secondary. Because really everything else, you think about it, the, the caveman had nothing besides what they have. To live and then as time got on we got more smarter but we're still just as evil and mean to each other it doesn't make any sense you have more money more knowledge more power bigger weapons more power more killing so it's it's the same but the mentality has never changed which is kind of scary and i feel like people need to take care of themselves and others and i always tell people you're number one you got to take care of yourself first then you can take care of other people same thing with healthcare uh for yourself you got to make sure that you can take care of your personal needs, and then you can help your family. And then when you have that, and you can help other people, and keep going from there, you got to make sure you're healthy so that you can help others.
0: Oh, gosh, absolutely, because if you're not, you know, it's like that plane story. You got to put the plane, the the mask on your face before you can put it on your kids' or your partner's face, uh, because you're no good to anybody if you can't function you know at the time that you're most needed because we assume as as caregivers or as family members that that we have to stress ourselves out by caring for them first, but then what happens is when it's the time that we need the most when there's an emergency situation we lose our mind because we never learn to focus. We never learn to take care of ourselves maybe we can't pick up the kids because we're tired we're weak or maybe we can't breathe we can't get outside to open the and we just needed to open the door you know or make a phone call but you're not in your headspace and so many accidents happen because people cannot think correctly at the time of need and that's huge you know uh the other thing is is that um when when we do meditations and i like to share with my clients and you talk about you know maybe a minute maybe a couple minutes and i like how you put that there because i've had a few clients that i I put kind of soul gym reps together and we do a little tactical thing maybe touching here and touching here and just a touch like kind of like an eft almost Mm, but you're you're touching yourself because you're, you're in awareness and when you're moving especially people of high anxiety I find when they're moving certain parts of their body, it helps them focus a little bit more and calms them down where they can have the quiet or setting a timer, set it for 30 seconds. Can you sit still for 30 seconds? And again, you mentioned that, Hey, if it comes up to mind, if something comes up to your mind, it's important for you to recognize that it's there that thought and that you're going to put it aside and say, okay, I'm going to come to this thought after the meditation. I'm going to come back to you. It's okay. You need to recognize it because when you don't recognize it and you fight it all the time, uh, it'll come up more and more. And b- it'll bubble harder and harder and harder. And when we don't recognize the tough stuff, uh, we don't clear it and clean it or recognize that we're emotional human beings. It's okay to have the anger or the sadness or the crying. It's okay. Focus at those times and, and forgive yourself. You know, say, hey, this is something I need to address right now. And sometimes in meditation, a good cry or maybe a good scream if you're alone and it's not going to scare anybody to say, hey, I just need to get it out. Maybe I need to go for a hike and just scream at the top of the mountain because I have this anger that's boiling up in me and you need to address it. You don't need to push it down. That will make the meditation harder. It'll definitely stop you from going to the gym because you'll always have an excuse. So a little bit at a time. I love that. You know, you, you, you. You meet people where you're at and talking to you. I see that that's what you do. You give them the kindness of your experience and the, the, your education and experience to say, hey, here's where you're at. Like the diabetic gentleman you talked about, I can give you the exercises of where you're at. You don't have to change everything. You can just change a little bit at a time. What about food? You know, when I when I talk to people, it's like, Everybody wants to have this keto diet or this non-carb diet. Do you, for you on diets, what do you tell people when they're changing? Because I think that's kind of crazy to tell people to dump $3,000 worth of food in the trash can and then totally start a new diet and then they'll never do it again. You know, because it's, it's a shock to their body and their soul.
1: Yeah, some diets, like for instance, if you have heart disease, the, they have different types of diets, especially for diet, uh, for- heart attack patients like for instance they have low fat diets they want to make sure that they're having the right amount of proteins and not the saturated fats and the high cholesterol those type of diets are very specifically made by a dietitian in the hospital for instance i don't go on any fad diet some people do intermittent fasting i'm not a huge fan of it but i know it works for some people i have a lot of my blood sugar drops really quickly when i don't eat enough so i have to constantly eat small meals throughout the day but what i always tell people is if you eat and i eat very healthy uh, for the most part, I, for instance, even gave up caffeine and I don't drink any caffeine. I mean, a little bit of chocolate and a little bit of green tea for the last year. I haven't had caffeine. I can get through my day a lot better with it. And I don't fall asleep like I used to even with caffeine. And I always encourage people's hydration is very important. They always say hydrate before you caffeinate, even if you're going to have coffee. There are benefits to coffee, antioxidants and very important to hydrate in the morning. First thing you do. Then you could have your breakfast, and I'm big a proponent of actually making sure you have a balanced diet where you want your carbohydrate level. I don't like low carb as, very, as well because we run off of sugar. Our brain runs off of sugar. Our nerves run off of sugar. My breakfast in the morning is a yogurt, fresh berries from my garden, blueberries, blackberries, strawberries, and also a really good fiber cereal mixed in. And then I'll also have a little bit of almond butter and also a little bit of natural jam uh, on maybe a, like a wheat bread or some sort of that. Or maybe if you don't, can't do gluten, you can do another type of bread or even not even do bread. All depends on what the person wants. But you need to get your four main food groups, uh, your protein, your carbs, your fat, your hydration, and also the sugars included in that, but the natural sugars. I... Always tell people to have a balanced diet. I don't go on a strict keto diet. I don't go on the paleo. I I shoot more towards paleo. I'll be honest with you. Paleo is a really easy diet to do. Uh, It's not necessarily a diet. It's a better eating style. Like you have your salmon, your vegetables, your Mediterranean style foods. Uh, In the Mediterranean, actually most people don't have risk of heart disease. Like in Italy, for instance, way back in the day when McDonald's and all those other faster restaurants weren't around over there, people had a really high chance of living to over hundred years old. Even in the Himalayans, those people have a really good diet. If you were to follow the diets of the people of the Himalayans with the berries, nuts, grains, low, uh, low uh, fat style like proteins, you do need fats, you need good fats, your olive oil, your omega-3s like avocado, all those things mixed in, but having a balanced diet of real natural raw foods and really low on the red meats and all of the foods that are going to cause more cholesterol is a really good way of eating so i'm very much about a balanced diet necessarily a fad diet unless you have a certain health issue that was recommended to you by a doctor and it's much easier to survive because i love ice cream i'm not going to stop my ice cream because i love ice cream but i don't go crazy and you don't want to cheat yourself i have a little bit of 100 percent dark cocoa every day a little bit of green tea every once in a while but I cut out all the energy drinks. All that stuff is bad for your heart, actually. It's bad for your brain, actually bad for your heart. Uh, it's actually extremely bad to have all those uh, stimulants Kidneys. in your body. Kidneys, yeah, as well. Yeah. you got to filter everything. And uh, it's super important. I do my B12 complex. I get a special one from a special doctor. That, uh, I also do a magnesium chelate and uh, the zinc, the, uh, the um, elderberry. The vitamin C, the vitamin D, like you were saying, making sure you get enough of that is really important for your immune system. So once you have a good immune system and a good gut, then you can actually have a healthier lifestyle. And that's very important for not getting sick and colds and immunity. And if you make your life very simple, you don't need much to really survive, but we do combine a lot of foods together nowadays that makes it more complex and more, I guess, exciting to eat. And, and the one thing about eating it, I always tell people, take 20 minutes or so to eat your food. If you gulp your food down really quickly, like you mentioned the military. In the military, sometimes they have to eat very quickly or the whatever business or organization. You want to eat, take at least 20 minutes. And after 20 minutes, your body knows you're full. So important. That's why those hot dog eating competition people, I could eat so many at one time because they eat 50 hot dogs. And later on, they're so sick. They felt like there's a brick in their stomach. So you really need to take your time when you eat the hydration and take away your electronics. When you eat, don't be looking on your cell phone. Don't be looking on your computer, put it that away because you need the body to absorb the food properly. That's so important with hydrate, uh, with digestion. Digestion is a big part of what you take. in. if you don't digest your foods properly, some people have issues with that. It's really important that you take your time and eat, enjoy your food, the aroma of your food. It's all part of eating. We need to enjoy eating more. So when you go to a nice, nice restaurant that the, they want you to enjoy your food, the aroma of it, the sense of it, the taste of it, the texture of it. And that's really important. And that's part of your inc- eating the food. And if you eat slower, you eat less, you lose more weight. You feel better, you look better. And it's more about knowledge. That's why people hire a trainer or a person to help them because they want the knowledge of it. And it's not rocket scientists, but it's once you put it on the, on paper, it's pretty simple. It just got to be able to follow it and stick to it. That's the most important part.
0: I, I like how you talk and, and address that. It's gotta be pretty easy. I think when you change your diet, um, from, from, uh, you know, talking to people, you know, cause I deal with a lot of herbs and a lot of essential oils. Um, and, and I've had to change my diet for health and immunity issues. Um, but it, it make it easy, make it palatable. If you don't like the taste of it, like if you are absolutely like, I hate kale, you're telling your body, I hate you kale. So what is that energy vibe in your body? That kale is going to go in your body and your body's not going to absorb it correctly because of the energetic level and the energetic connection. Adversely, when you talk about, you know, like water, I love this water. This water's good for me. This water's going to replenish me. Now it's going to replenish you. And so when you're talking about it on a frequency level, you have to be able to align with it. And if you want to reward yourself with something like ice cream or chocolate or whatever, have something maybe that's a little bit better for you, but something that's rich that you'll enjoy and you can reward yourself. Because if you take it all away, it's that there's a depression from it, but there's an addiction you've had to that food. And so if you've had that sugar addiction or that uh, uh, bread addiction, um, I'm a bread eater. I love sourdough. I have to have carbs, nuts, or oatmeal, or sprouted bread that's non-GMO because I have to have that for my metabolism. Otherwise, I go to the gym and I just want to throw up because I, I don't feel good when I work out. I can't do that. But that's me, and I recognize that. you know. Um, but the, the funny thing to me is watching people who say, I'm on a no-carbohydrate diet, they won't eat any carbs, but they'll drink alcohol which is filled with is total sugar and total carbohydrates and the calories are different. Also, when it's like, you know, this che- I can have this cheeseburger because it's 2,000 calories or I can have a bazillion orange carrots. When you just talk calories, that makes no sense for the nutrients in your body. I'm not a bodybuilder. I don't do competition. I don't have to worry about my calories. If I go to the gym, I get plenty of sun, go to a hike, get some rest, do some meditation, you lose weight. You
1: do? Yeah. It's, it's your totally backs, You lose weight. And yeah. the same thing about you say the frequency is so important. I love the frequency aspect. I listen to music that's frequency-based. When, when you're sick, you can listen to music that's frequency-based. I was into the, I know friends of mine do the healing bowls, the sound bowls. I grew up all in the holistic aspect of things. With Reiki, I have a background of Reiki. I, have, uh, I do a lot with uh, herbs. I love herbs. If you want something to taste better, add spice to it, add things to it, add things that are natural. Like I have a large garden and I grow a lot of different foods. Even if dabble, have a little herb garden on your kitchen counter or something like that where you take basil and oregano and whatever spices it's all good for you and mix it in to your foods. I do a lot of aromatherapy too as well. I use the peppermint oil, the clove oil. I use it for everything, for the house and for myself. And I'm big at proponents like tea tree oils and I do a lot with that. And uh, I find that those natural senses and aromas can change your brain thought, your, your brain and the way it thinks and the way you feel. And it's so important. Your environment is a big part of who you are. And if you have a really stressed environment, it makes that so much harder to achieve what you're looking for. And I know 100%. you deal with that as well.
0: Oh, 100%. And, you know, in self-leadership, and this will lead us in, into the question that I always love to ask, uh, but a self-leadership... Is is about the awareness of you, your environment, your effect on your environment, and your environment's effect on you. And so when you lead from within, you're changing your mindset. And so you're the leader of your team, your angels, your guides, and that sabotager. You're gonna change that sabotager, get them lollipop, go stick them in the corner and tell them, Go, hey, not today, right? We have hard days, we have days of struggle. Trust me, I've had those days. But you know it changes your environment the other thing um, is that it will change the people around you which we had talked about before but the scary thing is is i know from my experience having moved uh, from las vegas i started to change at an energetic level that my environment couldn't um assimilate to they were not ready for that they said they were But it affected that in working in the casino that had a huge effect on me, no matter if I protected myself or try to vibe as high as I could. There's so much going against it that it's not going to be a healthy place for you. So it's only going to last for so long. It's going to take its toll, maybe little by little but it still takes its toll, whether it's people drinking or or people being sick or the environment in the air um, or people smoking, that has so much to you. And so when you do aromatherapy and you're changing, you want to detox. A friend of mine talks all the time about the three brains, you know, the gut, the heart, and the head. If your gut, like you approached that before, enzymes, you know, detoxifiers, um, cleansers, you need to change that because now your head's not foggy when your head's not foggy and your heart's open, because if you're so hurt and your body's so full of junk, uh, you you can't be in a a great heart space, and it makes a difference. So let's ask this question, because here's my favorite question. I could talk to you all day about this, because I I love this, the healthy subject and and the ability for people to choose kind of off a menu a la carte, what that buffet of their life is. And I love that and you have the respect of that. And I think that's a beautiful thing. But the question is, is really what got you here? Was there a specific moment for you to say, hey, I'm gonna get in my RV or my bus, or I'm gonna open a gym. What did it take for you to do that and say, I'm gonna change my life and I'm gonna change everybody else's life. I'm gonna make them better.
1: Yeah, when I was younger, when I was a real young kid, um, I was actually bullied a lot and I, I started martial arts when I was 13 years old and I continued on to this day and it's a very big part of my lifestyle. I dealt with anxiety my whole life and I, a way for my anxiety to get out my anxiety was exercise and martial arts and kickboxing. But I still didn't have the mental 100% as I got older. I still had anxiety. I did all those exercises and all that physical. I did the mental but not enough to really figure out it was the full package I needed to. So I decided to focus a lot on the holistic side, the Reiki, the 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 massage, the the meditation, the thought process of it. And I opened up at my gym and uh, I did that for 10 years. I had massage therapists there. I had a doctor there, I did chiropractic, I had podiatrist, a juice bar. And I tried to incorporate all the healthiness into one location, a wellness center. That's what my biggest passion was to have a full wellness center encompassing everything that people need at one place, nonstop. And I moved to Nashville because that building actually was sold, and I had 30 days to relocate. So talk about anxiety, have to close your business within 30 days and decide to relocate, rebuild, better weather, nicer environment. So I came down to the Nashville area, and I did mobile wellness because I thought about having my own studio. And I was like, I shared a studio for a while, then COVID hit. And then that made me regroup and I did mobile again <laughs> and then I'm bouncing back. But I still stayed with that and kept the mindset. Everything has a silver lining. Even if it's a bad situation, it always ends up to be better uh, some way, somehow. I've had situations where things didn't look in my favor. And then I met someone else that opened up another door, another door, another door. Now I'm doing fitness and I wanted to do motivational speaking. And I've been working with a lot of golfers, helping them with flexibility and movement because a lot of golfers are corporate individuals. They're also people that are executives and are business owners and a combination. So that passion is helping them not to have injury on the golf course, as well as working with people that are in my shoes where they have that mindset where why is my life going all over the place and not directed in the right path? And I keep encouraging them to keep pushing forward and find what their passion is, and eventually they'll get there. And the most famous people in the world had about 100 different people say no to them, and then something else happened, but now they're successful where they're at, and their mindset is really important to keep that healthy mindset. So living a healthy life and encouraging other people to do that, that was a big part of my overall passion and well-being for myself, and I get a lot of energy out of people feeling better. When someone else says to me, hey, Jason, I love what you did for me. You got me to where I need to be and I want to continue this. Because I have clients for six years. That couple I talked about, the corporate client, I always joke with them. It's like marriage counseling. They fight, they can work out together. They box together. They do everything. And it's a great way to burn out the stress without yelling at your person that you're with and you have some camaraderie with your family. And I enjoy it. I feed off their energy, their mindset, the way they feel. And That's why I stay with the wellness aspect for myself and for my clients. And I really enjoyed it. If I had all the money in the world, I would just still do wellness and fitness and motivational speaking is all about helping people with the anxiety, with the tension, with the burnout, and also anti-bullying for kids. I really, I would love to just travel around and just do motivational speaking and help people with that and do my TV show, Wellness On The Go. And teach people all different aspects of what you can do for your life. Like interview a person like yourself that does the mindset, the, all the different practices that you have to help your clients and tell other people what they can utilize that you do to help them and other people like massage therapists. And so overall, it's just spreading the word of wellness. That's my biggest thing. It's just getting out there and telling people that you just need to take care of yourself. And that's very, very important. If you don't do it, then nothing else really matters, I don't think.
0: I, I think it's huge because, and, and, and thank you for sharing that vulnerability of that, you know, kind of that, that you were bullied and, hey, you took that track and went, hey, I'm going to do some martial arts, right? I, hey, I'm going to get out of my head. For, you know, for me, the change of going to the police academy changed my life. You know, before that, I was a hairdresser. I didn't work out. I smoked. I drank. I was anorexic. Um, I, I was crazy. I'm going to say that. I was crazy. I was nuts. The things I did, the people I was around were very unhealthy people. Uh, but when I started to do that, and uh, spirit pushed me, I started to run. I started to get outside. We did seal crawling into the ocean, and it was just such an experience I would have never had in my life. And to to be around a healthier mindset of people that were driven, um, that were leaders, uh, that were, were really worried more about the team. There were, You know, there's a lot of anal people there, but, but, but really it was competition. And, and in that competition was that you wanted to do better. I'm, I'm not a highly competitive person myself, but watching other people do so good i'm like hey how can i how can i achieve that it's kind of competing with myself so my sabotage instead of fighting with myself of you can never do better how can i do that better and so getting out of my mind it made such a difference when i started to see that and then started to work in in home care at the end of life these men and women that were in the military that served us uh you know they did not have a healthy mindset so we took them put them into boot camp to to bring them up but we didn't have anything to bring them back down you know and and so alternately i believe that they they need a boot camp and i'll keep saying this till they do that to come out of the military so they can focus one-on-one and that's very much of what you talk about you know when you when you're talking about martial arts and and the habit the rituals getting out there the doing and it, it had to strengthen you and and when you look back at that you've got to go wow what a life i've had and and where i've come from and the healthy person that i am and and obviously you're you you know you made that transition during COVID even to say hey there's something i can do on a mobile level there's something i can do on zoom there's ways i can reach out to people there's a magic about all this technology to use it for good and to see people get healthy and honestly since 2020 happened, those people that get sick are people that are mentally unhealthy and physically unhealthy. And in the woo world, it's a frequency. And so when we talk about that, just like behind me, just looking at these, uh, whatever, however you say it, just looking at these shapes, I can't even say it right now, the geometric shapes uh, changes your mindset. Exactly. And 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 the and when you're talking about the singing bowls and the mindset of that and the frequency of Reiki, is you know that it's all ever changing. And if we want people to listen to us, they just talking to you. You're a healthy person. You're a mindful individual. You believe and you're passionate about what you do. But you're not you're not triggered when people ask you questions. You're not triggered when people maybe say something a little bit different than you. And teaching that in self leadership has got to help your clients because, you know, now that their triggers are so different, maybe they can be at a mental aspect of saying, oh, let me not do that because when I do that or make that decision, this is what happens. And I don't want to destroy that and make that same decision. I think it's a it's a wonderful thing in mindset. What would you say uh, for people? Are there maybe three three tips that you can give our audience, because we've been talking a pretty long time, um, that they can go and implement uh, just turning this off or as they listen to the rest of this uh, podcast? Are there three things that they could just do that are pretty easy?
1: Absolutely. The first thing would be, one, is to find a quiet place that you can actually close your, uh, close down your mind in the morning or start your mind in the morning. That's the main thing. The three tips I would tell people would be to find a quiet place for yourself in the morning or evening to get away. It's the most important to have your own space, not to be stimulated, not in your bedroom necessarily. You want to get away from get away from that area and go into another room, make it your own space. That's tip one. Tip two is make sure you hydrate. It's very, very important to hydrate in the morning before you drink any caffeine whatsoever. If you don't like ca- if caffeine's not for you, that's even better and try to minimize your alcohol, all part of that hydration. If you minimize alcohol, you can lose weight very quickly actually. And step three would definitely be to find a workout routine or something that you enjoy doing that will help your body cardiovascularly strength, balance and coordination. And, and do that with your family and make it part of your lifestyle. So one, find a space for yourself. Two, definitely hydrate properly and three find a routine that's going to be the best suited for you regardless it gives you the benefits that you need to stay healthy that's very simple and works for everyone
0: hey jason that was amazing and thank you so much for sharing this with our audience all your links will be down below and you know what i look forward to talking to you in the future because you know what this this has been great for me mentally uh, and emotionally knowing that i am on the right track now that i got back in the gym <laughs> i want to thank you and definitely with my habits of meditation and hey guys go try those three tips out today and thanks for watching 360 wisdom speaks
1: thank you very much for having me nicole it was an awesome time thank you
0: yoga a calm serene environment is a must create union between body and breath. Relieve stress, anxiety, balance the mind, the body, and the spirit. Embark on your journey to inner unity today. Change how you show up in the world. Follow Missy on social media. Scan and book your discovery call today.